Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? What's up, nerds? Welcome to another episode of the Multiverse Report. Tonight, we are recapping episode four of the Disney Plus series Star Wars Ahsoka Fallen Jedi from Cetos to the world between worlds and everywhere in between. My God, my name is Mike Gibson. With me as always is Steve Haller. What's up, Steve? If you're not watching, I'm just grinning. It's just happy. It's just happy. <laughs> that was happy. an episode of television, folks. That was. Did you watch it tonight or did you watch I it I watched yesterday? it last night. Okay. So I watched it I last am... night. And this is the first time I've ever watched something with my uh, like good headphones. Oh, in with headphones on. Oh, okay. Yeah. And like in it. And I was like, holy shit. I was, I was traveling for work. So I wasn't watching it on my big TV with you know, large yeah. speakers, et cetera. Your normal se- setup. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was like me and the computer screen and my headphones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was just a very intimate uh, relationship for a extremely awesome episode of television. Extremely good. Um, yeah. I watched it tonight. I'm hot oh, you're fresh here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and man, what a thing. <laughs> what a thing. This show is great. Yeah. Um, I mean, you had when, uh, when I read that the director of this episode is one Peter Ramsey guy whose name may not be a household name, but he directed into the spider verse. I was going to say a small movie known as, (laughs) so I knew I was like, Oh, we're in good hands for episode four. I think he's got another one. I think he's doing one other one too. One of the later ones in the season. I think I saw. Oh, shucks. I don't have it in front of me. Oh yeah, darn. Because if he can bring it like <laughs> he did for this episode, then we're we're doing we're like, doing good. Not to compare, you know, everyone that's a Star Wars fan knows that Star Wars is full of ups and downs. Not everybody agrees on what's up and what's down, but everyone agrees there are <laughs> there are peaks and valleys. There are yes. peaks and valleys, exactly. So I hate being someone that compares, but in watching these lightsaber fights. Specifically, I'm jumping right in the middle of the episode. The yeah, and when, spoiler alert for anyone who, for some reason, is listening to an instant reactions video and is for the fourth episode of the series spoilers, that you have watched. Yeah. yeah, either way, uh, we're going to talk about literally everything Star Wars, so it's all yeah. on the table. Good luck. At, yeah, you're right. Who knows what we will reference? But that scene in the forest when Ahsoka is fighting Marek and. Um, uh, Shin is fighting Sabine. Yeah. The way that those lightsaber or those fights, not even, even before Sabine pulls out her lightsaber, I realized this was just like these fights are so much better choreographed and shot than the ones in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, yeah. I felt like they were just up close and visceral and dangerous and fast paced, but like you never lost track of where somebody was or it just felt like intense and visceral and it was great yeah um and, and I'm i was curious. like i don't think i thought i don't think i felt this excited well i was excited for different reasons when i was watching darth vader fight obi-wan kenobi but i was like this isn't like this is f- cool because these are these two characters fighting but this is not put together quite as well as i would have wanted it to be 
and definitely not as well put together as the fight scenes in this show, Ahsoka. Yeah, and cinematography, uh, right off the bat, the the way this episode was shot uh, between both directing and cinematography was just absolutely impeccable. Yeah, I agree. The the attention in the lightsaber battles to there being a contrast between how Shin and Sabine went at things versus the Balin and Ahsoka fight. Yeah. Like two two people playing around versus two masters of their craft. Yeah. The the man, that last one was excellent. Oh, and they when they kept going between lightsaber forms to test each other out. Yes, my God. So it was, good. It was so... And then Ahsoka settles on Form 5, which, yeah, it, it was it was perfect. Like, I love that you know... Her. I love that you can identify the forms by... Well, no, it's weird because <laughs> uh, Ahsoka... So she and Anakin both use Form 5, but two different variants of it. Okay. So there's... That's Shet, holding it Shen out in front and, of you like this. Yeah, so Shen and yeah. Jemso, Shen is like the backhanded, uh, how she okay. usually holds yeah, her lightsaber kind of back. Yeah, she her short blade, yeah. Yep. Um, and then the other is like a forceful, like straightforward, and it's like, sure. she kind of, ch- she's like, all right, this isn't working, let's switch it over and use, you know, what the guy who taught me everything did. It's yeah. Like, okay, cool, let's go. Um, why do you think she didn't use both of her lightsabers? I don't know. She only used one. In both fights, she only used one. I mean, there's... I am in no way a swordsman, but I'd assume there's like, you know, from her testing him out, was like, okay, this is going to be better with one blade type thing. The one. Yeah. It seemed like it was a conscious... Not just a conscious thought from, okay, Rosario Dawson may not be able to, you know, make two blades look good. And even if that's... Even if it's a physical limitations of them filming things, that they made it look like, okay, she's probing and trying different things and settling yeah, yeah, yeah. on this. Right. So yeah. even if it was something that they did for reasons outside of the story, they made it work in the story, which was awesome. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. It was great. Um, okay. So yeah, it starts off. Uh, they're still trying to fix the ship. Hu Yang is uh, on his back. They're trying to contact um, home one. They can't. Uh, Hoon Yang goes outside, gets attacked. Um, oh, there's like a little interaction between Sabine and Ahsoka outside. So that where... little interaction was, and the interaction between them and then the follow-up with Hu Yang was yeah. perfect exposition. Yeah. So anyone who isn't, who watched it last night as well, uh, you know, the they get assaulted Huyang, we find out, has two more arms that just beat the shit out of another droid. Yeah, that was which cool. Which was great. Uh, yeah. Also, Huyang is maybe the MVP of this series. Um, yeah. Just from he character also, moments. L- yeah. He also looks great. Yes. He looks great. Like, there are... It's clearly a puppet a lot mm. of the time. Yeah. It's gotta be, right? And there, I'm sure there's times where he's, like, uh, you know, modified with CGI or extended or whatever with CGI, mm-hmm. like the when he's fighting, clean him up a little or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but um, but you can tell he's like a physical thing, and it like makes such a big difference. Um, and while we're on droids looking good, chops, A yeah. plus, A plus chopper looks great. Also. Like his yeah. his wobbly head, everything was just like yep. okay, you nailed it. Yep. But um, so good. 
back to the the thing when yeah you know there's there's a little exposition between uh sabine and ahsoka and yeah. then when they're running away to go fix the problem hu yang of course in the <laughs> in the exact moment where you're like oh shit that's gonna happen then is like hey stick together you're better yeah, that yeah. way and they both are smiling at each other and like yeah we are yeah, and at and then, that moment, you know, they're not going to stay together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but that little bit of exposition was very important. Um, Ahsoka basically telling Sabine, uh, it may, it's more important to destroy this map than for us to go rescue Ezra. Mm-hmm. And as much as that is horrible to think of, that's what we have to do. And Ahsoka is prepared to do that. Right. Sabine is not. Um well, we Ahsoka out. is a general who grew up in the Jedi Order who is yep. all, you know, we have to do what's good for the galaxy versus yes. Sabine, who's just trying to save her family. And yep. yes, they fought in the rebellion and like want to save the galaxy, but her brother's out there somewhere. Right. Yeah. Um, well, and Ahsoka knows. Well, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, Balin referred to he kind of like read her mind a little bit at the end and tells us that she considers Ezra the last family, right? last bit of family that she's ever had. And that, um, that was actually revealing because we did not know that the rest that, of Clan Wren died in the Purge. Yes. When was the Purge? Uh, it had to have been... Had to have been some... I mean, it was... During the Rebellion. It had to have been post what we saw in Rebels and pre Mando season three. So sometime while the Empire was in power. Not even pre season three. Sometime between because they talk about Mandor being Uh, gone in season one. Right. So. So Night of a Thousand Tears. I wonder when that was. It must have happened during the rebellion. Or right before. Like Like during row one. That would be one BBY between. Oh, so it it is still up in the air, even on Wikipedia. Okay. It's between one BBY and nine ABY. Okay, so but when we're that's when we're talking. That would be yeah, during we, the we absolutely trilogy. nailed be, it. <laughs> yeah, it would be after a New Hope and, and before. Yep, before um, Rebels before Mando one, or Mando one. season one. Yep. Mando season one. Yeah. Okay. Okay, because I thought that too. So I was like, we've seen a whole lot of Mandalore. In the animated series, and it—it it was definitely every time a planet. We see, I feel like <laughs> every time we see Mandalore, it looks different. Like yes. it's either a bustling city or it's like a kind of like a desert wasteland. The way we see it in Rebels, um, or parts of it are anyway. And yep. then we see it completely covered in weird green glass, kind of in uh, Mandal- Mandalorian. So, but the anyway. Mythosaur survived. Yes. Well, it's very far underground. Yeah, so fair. But uh, anyway, thank you for bringing that up and clearing that up because that was a big question that I had. There you go. Uh, so, yes, we, yes, we learned Sabine's family is That's what Wikipedia is for, is my friend. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, uh, so, yeah, Sabine's not ready to let Ezra go for the greater good. Uh, whereas Ahsoka, she didn't necessarily witness this firsthand, but by now through um, her reconnecting with whoever, Luke, other members of other people from her past probably knows that her mentor, Anakin Skywalker, 
turn to the dark side for trying so hard just to save one person. It ruined his life and caused the destruction of everything. Tons of planets <laughs> and just yeah. thousands and millions of people. And so she knows what happens when you go after something for selfish reasons and you ignore the greater good. So um, she does not want to see that happen to Sabine or anyone else that she cares about. So she's thinking, yeah, we should destroy this thing. If, if we cannot... If we can't stop them, we need to stop everybody <laughs> from going mm -hmm. uh, to that galaxy, from getting there. So, um, yeah, and that quickly leads into the, the fight that we already talked about kind of in the forest. Um, Ahsoka versus Merrick and Shin versus, uh, Shin versus Sabine rematch. Um, I love this fight uh, scene. Um, both of them. Yes. Both, like, uh, sections of it. The Shin and Sabine rematch was excellent and um she gets her helmet knocked off that was the first time we've seen her in her full with the helmet on right it was awesome oh and and look at <laughs> so how great. comfortable she felt in yeah that. like she's fighting completely differently than any time we'd seen her training with a lightsaber or any of that yeah even against ahsoka like when she's training she's still you could tell she's not comfortable and then she slaps the best car on and it's like okay game on Yep, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, probably should have brought her jetpack, though. Well, you I know. Gotta say. At the end of the episode, I was like, why doesn't she just fly away? She has a jetpack, right? She has a jetpack, right? And they showed her from behind. I was like, oh, she is Did not wearing not it. not wear it. She definitely have been wearing her jetpack. And then yep. she could have just been like, see ya. Yeah. Now, it, um, is, it is convenient to have her be of, you know, a, a race and culture that for hundreds of years has literally built their armor around fighting against the Jedi. Yeah. So that, very that true. came in handy. I thought about that. Yeah. While it was happening. Oh, when um, she was like blocking stuff with her, her arm plates, I was like, yep. Yeah. Your, yeah, your so gauntlets cool. are like blocking lightsabers. Yeah. Cool. And that great move that ended the fight where she threw her hand up. Yeah. And you thought, Oh, is she going to use the force? Right. Which is not. Nothing's and, and happening. Shin and Shin thought that too. It was like, was oh, like, you don't have any powers. Like, ooh, tricked you. Pew. <laughs> that was so cool. Which we'd That's seen great. those used how many times over the, the course of animation, be it from oh, sure. any of yeah. the Mandalorians. And it's like, oh, yeah. Why wouldn't you yeah. use those? Yeah, little darts in their wrists. And even uh, Din has those like whistling birds or whatever he calls yep. them that are, you know. Um, so that's that side of the fight. The other side of the fight, pretty awesome duel between Merrick and Ahsoka, um, which ends quickly, <laughs> quicker than yeah. I expected in, in a very Obi-Wan versus Maul rematch um, or final match, I should say. Again, yeah. spoilers um, uh, style. I felt it was very reminiscent of that to me where there was a lot of buildup. We were watching that lightsaber spin and spin and spin and spin and spin. Mm -hmm. and, and I was kind of like, I don't know that we've seen, we haven't seen them fight with a spinning lightsaber in live action. Because the only other only other live action series that we saw seen Inquisitors in is Obi-Wan. Right. Correct? Reva, yep. I don't remember Reva ever fighting with the spinny saber. I think she no, had think... a double-sided, or the Grand Inquisitor did, but I don't remember them like diving into battle with it like right. Merrick did for a moment and that was like really intense and cool but didn't last very long um and yo what was okay mr i know all the uh lightsaber stances what was this 
Oh, so just had so like, that one back threw me. Over her head, yeah. like it was like, huh? Okay, that's a new. That's something. It's like, seems like you're leaving was, yourself it, wide open there, yeah. girl. <laughs> well, it was it was really like samurai esque. Yes. It, yeah. It, yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it was badass. Don't get oh, me wrong. 100%. I was like, this was is like, yeah, awesome, this is... and it worked. Right. <laughs> it worked because she, um, with one move, I think one maybe two swings of that saber, uh, she cuts. Merrick open yeah. his chest open well in that I mean it, it's funny because for us we immediately go to rebels and twin sons and watching yeah yes uh, that's what exactly what I mean right and it's like yeah. we get that because we saw rebels but right. for someone who hasn't seen any of that they're watching that fight and they're like oh she Whoa. just completely anticipated what he was, was doing and now he's yeah. dead yeah uh, and then you get the twist of and and this to me, what Merrick ended up being was even better than any of the stupid theories that were out there that were okay, like, cause yeah, cause there've been a lot of stupid yeah. theories. I know if you're listening to this and you're not on Twitter or whatever, you should know there's been a lot of stupid theories that this Merrick character is really Ezra. Right. It's anywhere from really Ezra to like an Darth old Maul is to, back yeah. or is, Jeez. Everything. Sometimes it's just a new character, guys. Sometimes it's a new character. You can't see his face. Like, that's it. That's yeah. all it is. And that's all it was. That's it. Yeah. So, but now explain to me what he was because a bunch of smoke came out of him and I didn't necessarily know what that meant. So in my brain, what that equated to was like, do, do you remember in Jedi Fallen Order? Like the reanimated Knight Brothers? that Marin was oh. sending at him. Yes. That's what came okay. to my mind was like, okay, okay. She reanimated some force sensitive or something yeah. and put him in a suit, put him in a, yeah, put him in a suit. So he isn't just a wobbly skeleton mess. Yeah. Okay. I do remember those. I hated them yes. when I was playing that game. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I thought, I either thought that it was some kind of night sister uh, devilry. Yeah, it was and, definitely. You know, I guess more. I wasn't not as specific as what um, you thought. Or I just thought I was like, well, maybe like if he's really the last inquisitor and has been around for that long, that suit's probably keeping him alive. Right. And um, also maybe he has not taken it off. And that's just like oxygen it's escaping or whatever. You know, like pressurizing. Other, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, either way, it was cool and it was scary and unexpected. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So that was dope. But yeah, to have him just be him was just, it was great. Yes. And that's, that's all it should be. Yeah. That's all it should be. Not everybody is Mephisto, guys. Come on. Stop with your dumb theories. I still wish that let was Mephisto. Let the show tell you <laughs> what it is. Yeah. That, of, of all the dumb fan theories, that's like the only one that I was like, oh shit, they should have actually done that. Because, I mean... I, I'll say this till the day I die, dude. Star Wars is all about expectations and people's mm -hmm. dumb fan theories are why half the fan base hates The Last Jedi so much because yeah. it wasn't what they thought it was. It wasn't what they wanted it. And it's like, just let the movie tell you what it is. So it what's likely the won't be what you want. There's no excuse for Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. <laughs> I've actually in um 
this is a side thing about Rise of Skywalker, but we never do that. Uh, I'll be quick. Um, listening to Star Wars Minute currently, and they're talking about Rise of Skywalker. I'm also seeing a lot of stuff on social media posts about deleted scenes and alternate takes and whatever. And I've been through those two things that have been popping up for me a lot lately. I've started to not necessarily blame J.J. Abrams quite as much for that movie and more blame the brass at Lucasfilm because it really seems like that movie was made by a committee and J.J. Abrams was just the guy they hired to take the brunt of the blame for mm-hmm. a movie that was really just like pieced together. Like they're in Star Wars Minute is pointing out all these scenes, you know, because when you watch a movie minute by minute, you really notice stuff mm-hmm. in those that you don't notice. And they're saying like, there's a lot of ADR in this movie. Like a lot of the stuff that Luke is saying to Ray in this scene is with his back turned and it's probably shot that way. So they could have him say whatever they needed him to say after they finished figuring out what the movie was going to be about, you know, right. but we had to film Mark Hamill this day or, you know, so like that kind of stuff. Yep. And so, and then all these deleted scenes I'm reading about, I'm just like, wow, it seems like there's a different movie in here somewhere. They're they're They shot a lot or wrote, every like every possibility they could think of and they just cobbled it together it's like with the, what they had at the end and that's what we got right but, it's the world's shittiest mad lib yeah yes yeah like I, starting from the beginning anyway. yeah there's no how, how like yeah. who the f- wrote <laughs> somehow <laughs> palpatine worry. returned and thought that was great to put in the crawl like really come on guys so yeah, yeah, here we are. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make myself go back to yep, so back to of, yep, I could yeah, <laughs> we let's... could talk about that for a long time. Again, uh, we said this on our, our our weekly episode, but go back to our um, May the Fourth episode where we rank Star Wars films and listen to us rant about Rise of Skywalker and all the other ones that we don't like. Um, anyway, uh, so Soka gets to I almost called it the map room. But it's not a room at all. The map cliffside. Um, <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> and the um, I think I just, I glanced over at my Raiders of the Lost Ark poster where they have to get to the map room mm-hmm. in that movie. That's why I said that. The map um, precipice, if you will. Map precipice. Yes, perfect. Um, uh, to confront Balin, who is great. Dude. I really love his character a yes. lot. I love the way he's written. I love the way that Ray um, Stevenson, not Ray Stevenson. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Yes. This guy. Um, and I I believe this is his last role. And I mean, he's no stranger to the world of um, nerddom. Um, but, you know, God bless him. He went out on a really high note. And I think if this show sticks the landing, then he's going to be like a fan favorite character. Um, oh, yeah. And just something that people talk about and go back to for such a long time and like because he is a villain he's written as he's a villain but is unique that he's not i don't think he identified we don't know that much about him but like he doesn't seem like he identifies himself as a sith like he is just like kind of a, a fallen jedi who yeah he's using the dark side but he also has such a respect for like ahsoka and the jedi order where he came from that yep. he's seemingly training shin in the same way 
constructing lightsabers. She's got a Padawan braid, all that kind of stuff that we've already talked about. Yeah. Um, he's just, I guess we don't know what his true motivations are other than he just thinks it's, you know, for the greater good. He's, he has said a few times. Well, that's, but. he's kept it very vague. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious that like that, I mean, that's definitely intentional, but where yeah. that's going to lead. Like there is a, a depth there. There seems to be a depth to him that we don't often get with um, a lot of Star Wars villains. No, Star, and, especially like the the OT was all mustache twirlers. Yeah, and, and I the, love a good mustache twirler. Yeah. I'll tell you straight up. I love a good I'm evil because I'm evil. And that's kind of what Star Wars is based on. Like yeah. clearly evil people versus clearly good people. Like that's it. Right. No grays. Um, and he... He just has this like real uh, interesting way about him and the way he conducts his villainry <laughs> or lies himself or um, just approaches even the fight. Like you were, you know, like we are talking about with the stances and stuff, like showing a real respect for the tradition of lightsaber fighting in right. his reality, I feel like, you know, and I don't know. He's just great. He's really crushing it. Yeah. Um, Another. And, Along with David Tennant, another highlight of the show. Yeah, I said that to my wife. I was like, man, David Tennant just makes everything better. He's just good in everything. Yeah. He's just good in everything. Um, yeah, and Stevenson, uh, I can say, um, possibly the... I, I don't know how to phrase it. He's the best-dressed villain, hands down. Yes, that, yeah. Whatever, he has, whatever he's rocking under those robes, like that tunic and whatever that's just badass like <laughs> both of them i yeah. noticed yep. like i've noticed it before but both balan and shen are like kind of wearing like medieval armor almost yeah but um, like and like how, and, yeah yeah and like shins is like white or like dirty like it used to be white yeah. and it's like dirtied up or what's like gray and it's like almost like something know. out of the witcher yeah it looks more medieval than yeah. it looks um sci-fi space opera uh fantasy but I really like it. Yeah. And again, that's something that, again, sets them apart from just like Sith or whatever. They're not wearing just black Jedi robes. Right. They're wearing other something that identifies them as something else. There's so many and almost things like that I combat oriented too. like you yeah. said, like you said, it looks armorish. Right. Almost. Yeah. Whereas Luke, even when he's in his full black, it's just like just I, ropes, I went yeah. to the office and like, yeah. <laughs> Right. I have a mock yeah. turtleneck on. Enjoy. Exactly. I am Steve yeah. Jobs with a lightsaber. Right. Right. <laughs> um yeah, I like both of them quite a bit. And I am I hope that we get more information on them. I, I yeah. feel like I'm sure we will. I hope I but I, I hope we do. Oh. Um I'm I'm waiting for the, the follow up comic. Oh, sure. Because I'm sure yeah. there'll be some background somewhere and yeah, in all honesty, if not Yeah. If not the, um, I mean, unfortunately, Ray Stevenson has passed away, so they would have to recast, or maybe he dies in this series. Uh, right. Who knows? But um, uh, I guess if I, if I had to guess the outcome of their fate, I would guess that Balin dies and Shin goes on, either leaves on her own, or we're giving a, a we're given a hint of her seeing the light, the light side of things. There, that would be my guess. Yeah, that would be my guess. Well, even I, even during this, there was some hesitation from her and like some surprise at things that were happening. And it, she wasn't 
she was a zealot, but wasn't like I don't know. It was kind of weird. Yeah. The the see, portrayal I can of it see, was great. I can see. I don't think both of them are going to make out of this series alive. Um, I I could see either of them being the ones that the one that dies and the other one is left to either change their ways because of what they saw or Mm -hmm. go further down the dark side, be driven further down because of what they see. That's my guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I can see that now. See, you didn't read the original Thrawn stuff. Nope. Like I, I see some comparisons to like Jorah Sebayoth, who was the Jedi he was a dark Jedi clone in the original stuff. Okay. And that like uh, mentally he was very much in his, uh, uh, I guess he was, he had his own agenda no matter what was going on with the Thrawn stuff and with yeah. everything else, he was following his agenda. And I get that vibe a little, uh, yes. where yeah. it's like, what, what he wants, what Morgan wants are two very distinctly different things. Yeah. So he said, I think in like the, one of the first two episodes, he says to Shin, like, what do we get out of this? Or Shin asks him, what do we get out of this? And he says power or something like that, more yeah. power than you imagine. So I think that they have allied themselves with Morgan. I, they don't give a shit. I don't think they give a shit about Thrawn coming back. I think they see this as a way. Yeah to gain more power for themselves for whatever their own purposes end up being. Yeah. So, and I mean, the um, Jedi and the night sisters have never really, uh, allied themselves per se. Yeah. True. Although the Sith have allied themselves with the night sisters. Uh, Foolishly. Count Dooku. Yeah. He got two apprentices from them without, and first one betrayed him. And then he went to get a second one <laughs> without blinking an eye, without yeah, even let's thinking try this that one it again. could be a second betrayal. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Um, anyway, uh, so that awesome lightsaber fight that we already talked about. Yep. Um, ah- Ahsoka picks up Shin and throws her against a wall <laughs> with the yeah. force. Amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, is that the first, like, we've seen force throws, but have we ever seen a force-assisted throw? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I'm not sure. Um, but she does it because she thinks that her showing up means that Sabina's dead. Right. Um which I like. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that shades of little little darkness creeping in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but then um, cool lightsaber move after cool lightsaber move. She gets thrown off the cliff. And I'm sure she's just dead at this point, right? She's not coming yeah, back. Yeah, no. And <laughs> she was, you know, life. she's detract- or distracted by Sabine showing up. Yes, yes. Um. But yeah, I turned to my wife and I was like, I bet she's actually dead. <laughs> like, what? Clearly, no one thinks she's really dead. Right. Um, yeah, so the, the titular Sabine... character dies halfway through, of course. That's, exactly. how, yeah. that's how these what shows always work, right? Yeah. Next week, the show is called <laughs> Sabine. Um, hey, don't mess cool with, don't mess with Disney though. on that. You know, the, the end credits to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, uh, so, yeah. So then Sabine is faced with the choice that um, Ahsoka kind of briefed her on in the beginning of the episode is destroying the map right. or saving Ezra. And Balin reads her thoughts, is able to convince her that um, a lot or like giving him the map is the only way that she's ever going to be able to see Ezra or rescue him or feel um, 
good about herself or yeah. anything ever again. And so uh, I uh, bought that. Like I knew, I knew she was going to give it to him. I, I would, I would have been surprised if she hadn't given it to him. But uh, I think a lesser show would have done it uh, worse. I guess wouldn't have yeah. like. Well, I think a lesser know, director even on this episode yeah. would have done it worse. Oh, I agree. I agree. Because it's more powerful that Sabine decides to hand it over. Right. And I think a lesser show, they were just taking it from her or something like that. But like right. she is now implicit in whatever happens next. Right. There's a and difference she, between Bale and Skull force grabbing it from her hand. Yep. Which he versus, probably could have done. Easily oh, could yeah. have done. But yeah. there's, there was two things about that scene that really hit me. And one was when they're talking and he just powers down his lightsaber. Yes. And he, yeah. at that point, this is like the beginning of the conversation and he already knows he's got her. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Like there's no, he he's exactly. like, yeah, we're fine. It's okay. I'll just talk my yep. way through this. And he does expertly. Yes. But then um, ju- the other would be Natasha Lubortizo's like face acting during that. Yeah. Like you can feel Sabine like wrestling with this decision. For sure. For sure. And then after she gives it to him, I thought she was about to throw up yeah. because I didn't know what was happening. And then it's revealed she's being force choked from yeah. uh, behind. Shin is uh, awake and force choking her. I was like, but really, I was like, do, do characters in Star Wars throw up? Are we going to see somebody <laughs> throw up? And like, why is she throwing up? Is she just that sick that she gave him the thing? Like, yeah. well, oh, oh, she's being choked. OK, <laughs> it's like we, we know Star Wars characters get choked. OK, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do Star Wars characters throw up? Has there been canonically someone getting sick? I don't know. In that way? I don't remember any. I mean, Finn almost... Finn seems like he's about to, in the beginning of Force Awakens, when he gets to the outpost and is drinking the gross water. He kind of like chokes for a second, but then he goes back into it. So if that's any indication. There, There is a gag reflex in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, all right, so um, before we jump to this ending, we've got to jump back a little bit and set up the fact that Balin Skull knew Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Oh, so that, that exchange. And I think that was important that that was in there for people that are watching this show that have not watched either Clone Wars or Rebels and don't know that Ahsoka Tano was Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. And they don't specifically say that in this episode even. But they at least acknowledge that they knew each other and worked together. And, um, well, I guess the, I guess he does say that um, he was her master. So they do say that. So people at home finally know that if they haven't uh, figured that out by now. Skywalker's Padawan. So, yeah. are you were you just listening to a clip of me talking? I hit the wrong button. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was trying to pull up the the chat, but it pulled up the oh, okay. actual video. I was like, that was just me. I yes, just that was that you a second ago. So yeah, the um, what was it? Balin said, uh, "Anakin spoke Anakin's highly of you." Spoke highly of you. Yes. And Ahsoka's comeback. Funny, he never talked about you. Uh, you, yeah. That's great. <laughs> it's like, okay. You you get yeah. so much out of those two lines of like, 
it, yeah. did everyone at the temple, I mean, everyone at the temple had to have known Anakin. Well, that and that's what Balin says right back to her. Says, yeah. He says everybody in the Skywalker. Yeah. Um, man, this is cool. <laughs> this dialogue is so great. Yep. So great. Um, and I thought, I really thought, because he says something like, um, ah, shit, I can't remember what he said. He ends his comment with, is that why you abandoned him? Is that why you walked away yeah. from him? Is, yeah, is that why you abandoned him? And she's taking her uh, coat off or whatever, her poncho off. I really thought she was going to say, the Jedi abandoned me first, which is what happened. Right. Kind of, you could interpretively. From a certain um, point of view. From a, yeah, certain point of view. A certain point of view? <laughs> um, but she didn't. She said, I'm not here to talk about my past, which is more like, I'm not going to indulge this asshole right <laughs> fuck this guy um so sabine goes with oh all this time Hera and jason and chopper are on their oh, way oh yeah we forgot that whole thing i forgot i forgot that was even happening because they set that up early yeah we get to see the ghost yes. live action show the ghost not just a cameo in the background of some movie full on this is the ghost with a um uh formation of x-wings following it yeah five so members awesome. of five members of phoenix squadron yeah which, uh, yeah or, well specter squadron i believe right no specter squadron was well what's yeah, his face that what's that guy's Sabine's. name the recurring uh the agent paul, colson of paul the Sun Nando Hun- series yeah paul sun Hun- sun hyun kim i can't remember his character's name carson carson yep. carson Teva. yeah yep yeah um who is zeb's squadron leader so when they were flashing through i thought right. I I 100% thought that we were going to see, you know, the the red when we went through the, you know, effectively yeah, yeah. red 5 standing by, red 2 standing yeah. by. Uh the um I was like, oh, they're going to flash Zeb as one of the the X-wing pilots. And they oh, never did. Pilot, and I was though. like, oh. Yeah. What's that? He's not he's not really a pilot though. I mean, he can fly he, a ship, but He was wearing an X-wing pilot jumpsuit in Mandalorian season 3. Oh, he was? Yeah. He was at the X oh. he was at the pilot's bar and wearing an X-wing jumpsuit. Oh, I don't remember that yeah. he was wearing that. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. it was kind of it was right. kind of implied that he was like either in the squadron with him or like stationed yeah. at the same place or whatever. You just never see like I think he maybe flies the Phantom a couple times, but like I feel like they never focus on him being a pilot really right. in Rebels. So yep. I wasn't expecting that. Um But uh so yeah, Carson is like, you know, the glue um of all these shows, the one character that's been in all of them and he's just great he's great i love him a lot uh so they're coming despite being told not to by mon mothma they're going anyway yep and they get there right as the hyperspace ring has gotten the coordinates and uh balin and shin and sabine are on board sabine is in handcuffs and uh they just take off in the ring no ship in the middle of it the ring itself is big enough to go goes right through that squadron takes out some of them, most yeah. of them. I think there's like the ghosts and like two X-Wings right. left. Took out like three other ships. So, and they're gone. And we don't see where they go, but they're gone. And, uh, but Hera is still there. Jason says, I have a bad feeling. But he I didn't was, say. I was expecting the whole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, why have him almost say the catchphrase, but not the whole thing? Yeah, I don't know. Weird. Because it made me think, like, oh, is he, like, becoming, is he, like, I mean, he's, 
spoiler, his dad is a Jedi. So is he like feeling the force? Is that what right. he's like? Is he like starting right. to feel is the force? This, is this a disturbance in the force or something? Yeah. But still, you can't just have him say about this at the end of that too. I don't know. Not that it doesn't matter. Um, also, I also, uh, I love that she just brings her son. No questions asked. <laughs> like, like, no, you stay here at the base where it's safe. None of that. Just, no, nope, just come on with me. Up, buddy. Going to parts unknown where there might be evil Jedi uh, and a night witch. But, you know, come on. Also, for the um, record, I, I did not realize. I just looked it up. Uh, I did not realize technically that has been in all 11 sti- or, uh, live action Star Wars. What has? I have a bad feeling about this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You I, didn't realize that? No, I didn't realize uh, apparently BB-8 in The Last Jedi. Yes. I I kind of wish that an actual person said that. That's, that's a little... I was like, I, I remember it in most of them, and I don't think they said it in The Last Jedi, and then I looked it up, I'm like, oh, okay, apparently BB-8 translated to that. And so. um, this, the 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 spinoff stories, they have they play with it a little bit. Yeah, Solo in, was in, a good feeling. Solo says, "I have a good feeling about this," yeah. which is great. And in Rogue One, um, I think K two S O starts saying it and then is told to stop saying it. Yeah, he's like, Shh. yeah, he like, was interrupted I have by a bad feeling about. Shh. Yeah, yeah, great. And I think now it's a running gag. Yep. But I think originally. It was probably just George Lucas not the way, being right, the not, greatest screenwriter. Not realizing that he wrote that in all three movies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Not the greatest writer of dialogue. Um, uh, so anyway, um, Ahsoka fell off the cliff, so she's clearly dead. And oh, absolutely. The, uh, the camera is high in the air, panning over the cliff. Clearly, any moment we're about to see her dead body at the bottom of the right. um, cliff. In my brain, you have two things. You're either going to see her dead body, which we knew wasn't going to happen, it or like, of course not. okay, of course. she washes up on a rock, and then Hera yep. finds her or something. Yes. And that's, yep. that's where my... I was like, okay, yeah, we'll get there, and they'll be reunited, and then we'll go wherever. Yes. But the waves slowly and beautifully oh, that was, faded. Yeah, that was a cut. <laughs> it was so cool. And at first... I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I was like, what are we? It's changing. We're like a star's space, right? We're going to, it's going to be space. And we're going to see where Morgan Elsbeth and the crew have ended up. Nope. And I was like, oh, she's laying on something. Oh, this is like a doctor's table. She's in like a. Right. Back to, back to thing whatever, maybe. Because yep. it still kind of looks like waves. And I was like, is she, she's on some kind of operating table. They, they're, she's on the ghost or whatever. And they're like making sure she's okay. Oh no, my friend. She is in the world between worlds which is a hard line rebels reference yes. to there's a lot of weird force shit in rebels a lot yeah. of it and i love almost all of it i like all of it i love almost all of it the yep. thing that i the thing that's right on the edge for me is the world between worlds yeah it's like so close to being too far for me but the way that it's executed in that show makes it makes me love it. Yeah. And like the way and why it's there, the reason for it, how they utilize it makes me okay with it. Cause again, a lesser series would have done crazier shit with that thing <laughs> and made it terrible. But she's there. 
And it must be through some kind of like will of the force or whatever. she's having some kind of vision, right? Or because like, how else would she get there? Unless like, as my wife pointed out to me, she's been there before. Maybe she just has a connection with it now that she's been there. Right. But is she physically there or is she just there? Thinking via of, right. Mentally, mental force vision or whatever. Or is she dead? Um, or is she dead? Is she dead? That's because a good point, too. we see in the Rebels finale a very, very different Ahsoka. We see Ahsoka the White. Yes. Yeah, a, that's what I've talked about. Remember yeah. how it's different? They did it differently. Yep. Um, which, And I think they just did it to, I don't know, to put Ahsoka in a different place right. for the this show. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with them making that change. Right. Fine. Now, that's it. Back to where we were. Out of nowhere, what do you hear? You hear hey, one Sniff. word. Yeah. Or two words. Yeah. I thought it was hey, Sniffs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just and like. And then you hear, I didn't think I would see you so soon. Yeah. Or I didn't think you'd be here so soon. Or yeah, something in that. Yeah. But like for one, you hear Snips and you're like, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard her call that in a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And she turns around. And who does she see, Steve? Her former master, Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker, played by Hayden Christensen. Yes. Awesome. Oh, it was great. <laughs> um, seemingly de-aging him. Yeah. Slightly. Yep. I kind of wish they didn't. Like, who cares? Like, he's older. Well, it's it's the forest. He's a ghost. Who cares? Who cares? So Let that, him be older. That de-aging... Why didn't they use that de-aging in Obi-Wan and then not de-aging for this? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like just let him he would just he would look more natural. He would not that he even really moved in this, but like just yeah. let the actor act and don't mess with their face. Like that's what they're using to convey their emotion like Right. Just let that happen. I, I don't know. that was my one one thing is I wish they didn't de-age him, but holy shit. He's wearing his Revenge of the Sith Jedi robes. Um, and for all intents and purposes, he looks exactly like he did in episode three. Um, and that's the end of the episode. Or uh, what is she? She says she, she says master or she says Anakin. Yeah, I can't remember I which. She says master. I think she says master. But that look on Rosario Dawson's face was like. Yeah. Blown away. Yeah. Yes. So. I I hope and pray that episode five starts with the conversation they're about to have and Steve, what the hell conversation are they about to have? I have no idea. But one thing we found out today is that if you really want to know, you can find out in theaters. Episode five of the Ahsoka show. Why aren't we calling this Ashoka? By the way, we call this Ashoka, right? Well, Ashoka isn't Ashoka, like they spelled Ashoka the way they did because Ashoka isn't like a Hindu god or something. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I just meant like a a portmanteau of show and Ashoka. Uh, Put those two words together. That's all I meant. Uh, Yeah, you can go see that. Episode five is going to be in theaters. Yeah. Um, Is that next week, just on Tuesday? Yeah, seems to be. Wow. Uh, Select theaters. So on gofobo.com, I didn't know that was a website, but... Everyone's favorite website. <laughs> right. 
Um, yeah, let's, are you going to go? See, I, well, let's see if there's anything in the Syracuse area. We're finding screenings right now, my friend. I cannot. There are no screenings in our area. Okay. All right, boo. Well, if you're not in Syracuse area and you want to go see episode five of Ahsoka in the theater, you can. Um, again, yeah, Boston, LA. Chicago, Dallas, LA, New York. Dumb. Um, there's a lot of things they could talk about. And I hope one of the things they talk about is how the hell Anakin gets to be a force ghost after <laughs> killing millions of people, uh, yeah. destroying planets, and um, just the only thing he needed to do to get back to the light side was stop his boss from killing his son. Like a personal... <laughs> he does one thing because of an, a, a personal attachment and that's what gets him to be a light side force ghost. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Seems, um, seems to totally track. Actually, I hope they don't talk about that because it's better just not really thinking about it. <laughs> just letting <laughs> it go. Um, but like, I realized like this is likely happening after, um, see, it's definitely happening after season two of Mandalorian. And it's probably happening after book of Boba Fett. So, that means that Ahsoka already knows Anakin's son and has already spent time with him as he's building his new Jedi temple. So if they talk about Luke, I'll probably just uh, uh, cry. <laughs> <My eyes out. laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I I mean, I, I can't, I can't wrap my head around what they, yeah. Like, what's that discussion going to be? I don't know. I mean, I mean, all force ghosts seemingly appear when people need advice or a push in the right direction. So, like, clearly, it's going to be it's going to boil down to something like that. Like, this is the wisdom that you are missing right now, and you're welcome. Here you go. So it'll probably be that. It's not going to be. I want the entire episode to just be a bottle episode where the two of them are just like sitting crisscross applesauce in the world between worlds having to talk about whatever comes <laughs> to their mind. That's what I want. That's what I want. Yep. Um, well, I mean, Filoni we'll directed see. episode five, so you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> wow, you're right. Man. So we have to to wind out the second half. We have Dave Filoni directing five uh, Jennifer Getzinger directing six. Uh, she was a script supervisor on Requiem for a Dream, Devil Wears Prada, uh, okay. Phantoms, Strangers with Candy, Sopranos, Mad Men, etc. Oh, um, cool. that's some good shows. TV directing was you know Orange is the New Black, Agent Carter, uh, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Westworld. All right, okay. So she's got some got some, got some sauce behind her. There. Yeah, um, sure. Uh, Gita Patel, who I believe has done some other Star Wars stuff too. Uh, I know she did some House of the Dragon work. Oh wow, cool! So yeah, you know, uh, working on A list type stuff, and then uh, Rick Famuyiwa, who is okay. no stranger to Star Wars in any way, shape. Yeah, or he's form. done Mandalorian episodes. So yep. Peter Ramsey's not coming back. I thought he was doing a second one. Okay. No. Um, maybe maybe wow. they already signed him up for season two. Maybe. Because I'm sure there's a season two. I mean, if I they hope. have if they have not introduced Thrawn at this point, there's a season two somewhere. Well, we saw him in the trailer. 
Yeah. So unless that shot in the trailer is the final shot of the series. Yeah, but you be... don't take someone like well, Thrawn and like do him dirty in a three episode yeah, but, arc in a TV show. But also, Steve, you got to remember they're setting up a movie now. True. You know, so who yeah, better to be the that. big? Who better to be the big bad in the movie? All these shows coming together than yeah. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Now, and, also, yeah. like, do you take? Do you take that if you're going to make Thrawn the big bad of your movie? Do you turn that into a trilogy? Do you stretch Thrawn as far as you can? Like, there's already precedent for him in in both canon and legends for having large story arc uh, stuff built around him. And he's already a very well-fleshed-out character. Yeah. Do you take him as the big bad that, like, gets, you know, the same kind of stretch, gets beat back in the first movie comes back strong and the second movie gets ultimately defeated or they haven't announced they haven't announced trilogies they've only announced three yeah. very different movies and I, I feel like any of those three movies could spawn trilogies if right if people like them done well and written correct and written well yeah so that i think that remains to be seen but i would not be surprised if um Thrawn is not necessarily defeated at the end of this series and ends up being set up to be the bad guy in the Filoni uh, verse film. Thrawn who remains. Yeah. Cause then maybe we get Thrawn teaming up with like a clone of Moth Gideon, Moth Gideon, you know, like that'd be cool. Yeah. Cause we saw that that guy's got clones. He might have gotten blown up in season three, but so the other little thing that we you know, I, I haven't heard really talked about Thrawn knew Anakin. How did Thrawn know Anakin? Thrawn knew Anakin in the Old Republic as well as the uh, as Darth Vader. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So um, you're talking in canon, current in canon. New canon. Yeah, in new Thrawn canon. Allegiance or the no the second book in the first Thrawn trilogy. Um, it's it's basically the whole thing's written from. But is it, isn't the first Thrawn trilogy Legends though? The first Canon Thrawn trilogy. There are three oh, okay. Thrawn trilogies okay. now. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, there's a lot of backstory on this. A guy. lot of information on this guy. Yeah. Um. So in the in the books, there's a whole stretch where every other chapter is Thrawn interacting with Anakin and then Thrawn interacting with Vader. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like it's written kind of interspersed between the two storylines. And it's a really and then at the end, you know, Thrawn pieces together that Anakin is Vader. And yeah, I mean, it wouldn't. Uh, he's a genius tactician and right. strategizer. So he could easily put together that um, Vader is Anakin. Yep. Um, and uh, of course, he would. Of course, he knows Darth Vader because they're both high ranking Imperial officers right um so yeah it makes perfect sense that they would know each other so um so i wonder now with anakin coming back to this even even is he gonna have any situation as to like all right maybe because maybe that's maybe anakin is the reason why ahsoka realizes thrawn is such a threat yeah maybe so maybe i don't know there's there's some through Uh, some some through lines to be figured out here 
Yeah, for sure. There's plenty of opportunities. Um, and I'm sure Dave Filoni knows what he wants to do. Yeah. And hopefully they can land the ship. I mean, he's in all of the TV series he's done. They've landed the ship quite admirably. Yes, very true. So um, we shall see. Yeah, we shall. We shall see. Um, I'm very excited. This show uh, is crushing it so far. As so, I mean, we're only four in, but we're so we're halfway. There's eight episodes, right? Yep. So we're halfway done. All right. Has shown no signs of faltering. Yet. Right. Yeah. So. When I mean, the first episode was the only like there was definitely some building and exposition that you were like, if you in our case, if you knew Rebels, you were like, okay, we we know some of this. Come on, like speed it up. Right. But they paced we still it. liked it. Right. And it's, it's well paced compared to a lot of things. And it's, yeah I, yeah, I can't complain about anything. I agree. So. Oh, I am getting very tired. So I think we need to uh, wrap this up. So I'll pass out. I think talking that's about probably a wise idea. <laughs> I agree. Now, um, if you're listening to this and you're tired before you crash, you should probably go and leave us a review. Absolutely. Because, you know, five stars, five star reviews are really appreciated. And, you know, yeah. leave us something. We'll decide to, you know, toss it on the air to you. Yeah. Uh, if you're interested in what we're having to say, feel free to tune in every Wednesday night at 930 for the Ahsoka recaps. Uh, if you want to hear us talk about other things that are in the general nerdverse, uh, Sunday nights at 930. If you haven't realized it's a recurring theme of the 930 thing. Um, yeah, we got that, kids. We got we can't do it till after bedtime. Right. We got we got other stuff to do. Yep. <laughs> so so we got that. And then uh, check us out on social media at the Multiverse Report on just about any other socials. Um, yeah, please Multiverse Report dot com. Multiverse Report at Gmail dot com. If you feel like writing a diatribe to us about something. <laughs> about why we're if you need missing more, something or right, wrong you, about the show. Wrong about everything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and also please um, subscribe to us on all, all the things. Like if you're <laughs> on all the things, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, just hit the subscribe button. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube, like the video, subscribe. That would be great. Thank you very much. Uh, it goes a long way um, for uh, you know podcasters like us, small time. So, um, so that's it. Great show so far, and uh, we'll see you. Sunday? Can we? Are we doing Sunday? Or we have to move? I think Monday? this week we're Sunday. This week we're Sunday. Um, you know what? We may not be this Sunday. Okay, it might be Monday. I think we're going to be Monday. All right. So anyway, uh, we'll confirm that with you uh, again on our socials. Follow along. But until next time, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the multiverse. <laughs>